something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's Wedding Confessionals. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love more than weddings is, of course, talking shit about weddings. So much shit. I love it. Yay. I do. <laughs> I can't. I say it every week, but I I love. I so look forward to this. Um, speaking of talking shit. Yes. After talking shit about Pippa Middleton. Yes. And her what I considered corny book, mm-hmm. and then my friend who's like all into that sort of stuff called me out and was like, um, I actually love that book and use it all the time. I have purchased on Amazon a used copy because Amazon wasn't selling any new ones because I don't think it's in circulation anymore because it didn't do that which helps my point of view, but I want to get the book. I want to read it. And then I give an honest review. That's very big of you. I'm coming in kind of bitchy though. You think? I know. I don't get that. I don't get that from you. I'm coming in already with a like side eye, like (laughs) "Mm, probably not going to like this. (laughs) They're not selling it anymore. I mean, I'm just saying the people have spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of people speaking, um, we have a guest today. We we do. A special okay. guest. Yes, we have a very special guest. I can be honest with you, having this person on gives me slight heartburn <laughs> because I don't really know how it's going to go. Um, do you want to introduce him or should I? Uh, this is your guest. I think it should be you. Oh, God, it's my guest for life. My it is. permanent plus one we have on the Wedding Confessionals podcast, Mr. Tristan, who Hello. is... Hello, Brooke and Pam. It's a pleasure is, to be here today. Who is my husband. <laughs> so I have I have my my better part. Are you the better part? I, I assume so. I tell people that I am. Uh, and <laughs> I, I don't you. get too much pushback, but I'm just glad I'm here this time and haven't been sequestered to some foreign location or childcare, or just having to sit in the other room quietly while the perfor- the important people do their business in the back room. <laughs> That's true. Aww. I realize that, yeah, every time we do this, we have so much fun because we record in the house and you get stuck in some other corner and you're not having even to allowed quiet. to play music I think the, the best compar- Yeah, the best comparison is, is at the end of uh, Godfather where they close the door on the wife and it's like, don't harass me about my business anymore and I have to go and hide away. <laughs> And I know there's something going on back here that, you know, it'll eventually come out, but <laughs> they'll call me when they need me. Oh, my God. I love it. As per usual, you somehow find a way to weave the Godfather into every yes. conversation. Mm-hmm. I like to keep it topical. You know, really, what's what's, sure. what's new with the tweens? So. <laughs> They're really hip with this. <laughs> tweens love the Godfather. As if tweens would listen to this, website, to, uh, this podcast. No. That would be weird. Um, anyway, so um, welcome. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, it'll be fun to have you on because you've already sort of been giving your opinions via notes that I have shared with our, our listeners, one of them being that I curse too much. Yeah. I mean, the first couple of episodes, it felt like uh, Andrew Dice Clay showing up <laughs> at a sailor bar, you know, just unnecessarily shouting down. Uh, curses from the rafters at all times you're without just, any necessity. You're clutching your pearls. I, oh, my stars. There was I a great did. deal of gasping involved. It was a lot of gasping. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, okay. So, anyway, welcome to the show, mm-hmm. Tristan. Um, so, as you know, because you're an avid listener, mm-hmm. um, 
we, in the first part of the episode, we like to kind of find out the background that our guest has with weddings in general. So opening question, how old were you when you went to your first wedding? I think it was about five to six ish. It was a family member, but, um, do you remember, do you remember this wedding or were you just told this? No, I was, I remember more the reception. I don't know actually if I went to the wedding itself. I probably did, but I remember the reception more because there was cake. Well, Mm -hmm. it just, it was more there. You know, (laughs) I, I, I feel like the wedding part was just so foreign that at least with the reception, it was a bit more, you could at least sink your teeth. You know, I, I kind of get what's going on. This is a thing grownups do. Yeah. This it's is fun. what they do. There's music, dancing, cake. It, I, you know what's well, funny though? It's a party. Because there, there was really very little dancing. Can, I, um, can yeah. I interject and tell you that Feel free. at our wedding, at our wedding reception, mm-hmm. when it was time for dancing, all the people whose residence was in Maine didn't really show up on the dance floor. I don't think the, the dancing's not big in I Maine. I think Central Maine is not really known not, for their it's dancing. It's not dancing country up there. No, it, it's <laughs> not, it didn't make it that far north. So <laughs> and that's all right. This was I remember being in a place that was really cold. It was like a, it was in, during the winter, and it was at a I don't know event space or country club. And I remember there was a problem like the heat or something. So the whole damn place was like forty five degrees. Oh God! Yeah, oh. it was chilly in there. But damn! Wow! So, you know those things happen. Did you go to a lot of weddings as a kid? No, I didn't. I, I will say until I was in my post-college years, I probably went to under five weddings. Okay. Mostly you- family, friends? Pretty much all family. family. Uh, maybe one or two you know, friends, but they were almost like quasi-family. Um, I mean, just like one step removed. Sure. But yeah, most of those were generally pretty standard. Nothing too crazy or decadent, you know, or uh, over the top. Like you hear some of the stories that you guys have talked about with, you'll have, you know, 200 people and the Ritz-Carlton and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, all the ones we went to were relatively, I don't know, vanilla. I don't mean that as a... Ouch. Well, you know, it was fine. It was fire. Maybe maybe the better, you know, the better were traditional. Traditional, I think, is a better way to describe it. Way to spin it, babe. Boring AF. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So wait, have you been, were you ever like a, a uh, I almost said flower girl. Were you ever I was girl? twice uh, <laughs> last week. I'm also scheduled uh, to be a bridesmaid next week and a flower girl the week after. So, you know, looking forward to a big summer. It's wedding season. I'm looking forward to it. Wait, but were you ever like a ring bear or anything when you were younger? No, Did you no, do any, have you no. done any of that as an adult? It's a ring ringer? Bearer? No, no, not so much. They, I don't get the calls like I used to for that. Groomsman. Uh, no, I like... was a groomsman in a wedding uh, of my good friend Todd about, gosh, at this point, be eight years ago, maybe something like that, eight or nine years. Uh huh. And that's it. it? That is just it. the one. Just the one. All the other weddings that it might have been on the table, they either didn't have any, or it was, uh, you know, just like a, a single family member type thing. Were you in your? You weren't in your brother's wedding. There, there weren't. No, there wasn't there a wedding people. party, right? Yeah. There oh, were yeah. people. I mean, there were people. There, no, but, but you know, yeah. But just, there were. There wasn't a, like a full wedding party. He was. Uh, it was an Indian, more traditional ceremony. Yeah. Um, so it just wasn't the standard American type deal. Lovely, but just yeah, it was really pretty. I mean, I protested it as not being in the wedding party, but like <laughs> this cannot go on. No, you did. Put me up on stage, and I'm ready to go. Oh yeah, that didn't happen. That's no, fine. it was uh, it was nice, but no, that's the only other time. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. Also, I'm wildly unpopular and incredibly disruptive. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Yeah. As you can tell. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you guys know how the proposal all went down, but I think our listeners need to hear a little bit from the beginning and how you proposed. I'd like to hear your perspective on this. Oh, would you? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, I think our proposal... Pam, we need to take a, a wide lens on it because it started quite a long time in advance and had some, I don't know, weird logistical issues involved. So when we were deciding we might get married, uh, it was... Because we had like legit conversations like we're getting married. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we knew that was probably in the horizon. And we we even had the conversation of like when... It was weird. We had a conversation... We're very pragmatic people. I like yeah. the fact, just as a side note here, that the question that Pam asked was to me about my <laughs> engagement, and this story has immediately been commandeered. Uh, and just, just go ahead, Murdoch. Well, Let's just hear. When shit. you have a show that you co-host, you're allowed to take over. A <laughs> you're allowed bit. to just take it over. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, because um, I was in law school back on the East Coast when we first were contemplating all that, and you were out here in L.A. So. I was in my last year of school and we knew that this is something we want to look at down the future. But the challenge was coordinating that engagement with when I was going to come to Los Angeles, when I was going to take the bar, get into that. So there was a fair amount of timing and also the fact that I was going to be back um, for quite a few months on the East Coast in the spring of this would be 09. So we kind of knew like... We got to do this now. Yeah. Well, it was a time frame. We didn't see each other very much because right. we weren't living in the same. We were on the opposite coasts, so it was genuinely like, well, it wasn't much mystery about when he was going to propose because <laughs> right. it's like I only see you like four times a year. Right. It's like I knew I was going to be, you know, in, in New York from you know October through around Christmas for a couple of weeks, and then come back out. So we kind of knew in advance. Like, listen, like we kind of we got to nail this down in about a week or so here because I'm heading back to the East Coast for another four months. And you know we'll catch in in May, but doesn't this sound romantic? <laughs> it is. I love it. <laughs> Keep talking. Yeah, there are yeah arranged fake green card marriages with more charm than this. As it stands. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, true. so we kind of knew that was the situation we were looking at, and um, so that was the timeline. And I needed to get a ring in advance, but of course at that point, as the uh, the economists would describe my financial status as broke as a joke, and. <laughs> That's what we you were. You were in school. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't even broke. Broke su- suggests that I was at zero. I was at... <laughs> I couldn't fathom the amazing prosperity that I would have lived if I had been at zero. I was still racking up debts like it's going out of style. So, yeah, the budget on rings and all that was going to be pretty low. Uh, sh- you know, Brooke is not a wildly ostentatious jewelry snob which is I, I good. spend my money in other ways right I mean, that's fine yeah you know, so that was good i'm not a total pauper i just you know if i have my choices of where to spend the money it's not jewelry it's just not jewelry it's just yeah. not my yeah i agree i agree no that's and that's good it, it made life a lot easier so i ended up uh checking in with my family about getting a ring that i knew was in the family from my grandmother uh and so that's what we ended up using so when i was out for christmas it was you know 08 09 we made the proposal. There were a couple of bumps in getting there, and I'm getting a, a kind of a stern look of. Are you just going to breeze over that? Everything part? was 
carefree, no problems. Oh, wait a minute. That's not quite how it went down. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in advance of that happening, I had checked in with my my mom who had the ring in question. It was from my grandmother. It wasn't actually a long, you know, a long family heirloom, you know, that came over from the Mayflower. My, my grandmother, when she was pretty old, she had uh, decided, I'm just going to go get a big ass ring now. So she did. So, you know, good oh, for her. I like grandma. Yeah, yeah. she was, she right? lived, That's she, was fun. Living, she lived it upright. She did. Yeah. She, she lived her best life. And, uh, yeah, so she'd gotten one. And then, um, we, I, it's sort of in the back of my mind, I thought about using that when we were getting closer and then checked out with my mom. She was, of course, a little trepidatious or had a little bit of trepidation rather about it because not so much Brooke or the ring, but just that stat that, I was the first one in the family to get married, mm. so or of my siblings. So every single step of the line was, whew, you know, there was a lot of taking everybody back a little bit of, wait a minute, you're getting married to her with that ring. What was it permanently? Was it timing? <laughs> Did she think maybe you should, uh, you know, finish school first and no, then think about no. getting married? Because I mean, keep in mind, it was law school, so I was damn near thirty years old at that point. And, you know, there wasn't really an issue. I think it was more just the shock of every single stage along the line. Because you were that, first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, she's your child and no one had done it before. And it also, when you go basically from like college to law school, it's like you're you're still kind of a perpetual student. Yeah. You know, and it's like this is so grown up. This is very permanent. Adult. Yeah. yeah and this yeah. is very adult. Well, that's right. Especially too. I mean, because they're, they're back in Maine. And so it's kind of the idea of well, once we get hitched. I'm moving out to LA permanently, setting down roots, all that. I yeah, think I there think was it was a lot, lot of things. Oh, there yeah. was a lot of it was a lot that's of a transition. Lot for mom to take. A lot of everything that's been discussed and was in the bucket of maybe, maybe, maybe was oh, this is just happening. This is a real deal. Uh, time, you know, all that concrete's firmed up now, and we are moving forward with everything. And it, not that it wasn't. You're never inevitable. moving home. That's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. it just that locked everything into place, you know. Because until then, there was a certain amount of well, we'll kind of wait and see and all that. And you know, at that point, I think it firmed up. So there was a little bit of not dragging feet on that about whether the ring would be allowed out the door, but it was just a more a matter of I'm gonna have to call you back. It's just like <laughs> like oh, that was not the response I was thinking, but I kind of suspected that. Um, she just needed some time. Yeah, it was just it. like I need time to process all of what's going on as opposed to sort of the specifics. The details, you know, not that we don't love you, but it's like the, the your role in this was kind of, or Brooke's role in this was kind of beside the point. It was more a matter of just the change was a lot to process. And yeah. I think that's yeah. probably pretty common for a lot of families. Yeah. No, it was a lot. I, and, and looking back and the more I know about your family now, because it's been so long ago, yeah. it totally makes sense to me. At the time, <laughs> it was like, why don't they like me? <laughs> right? But, but I mean, it's obvious now that it had nothing to do with me. But So did you know that she oh, was... Here's the best part about our relationship. There are no secrets. So while all of this is going on, Tristan's calling me and giving me updates. <laughs> Again, this is the whole sort of... You know, there wasn't a hell of a lot of surprise to it. But like, so remember when we were just talking about getting married and here's what I'm going to use for an engagement ring so we don't go broker. 
And uh, <laughs> so that's a little touch and go right now but i think it'll work out you know it's a lot of that are just like right you know. whereas like on my end i'm in california getting the phone call of i don't know if my mom wants you to have this ring which i'm like oh i mean it wouldn't have been a big issue it's like maybe she doesn't like me what? like what? i thought we were on yeah. good terms maybe I, and i was like you know just like self-doubt like, yeah what did i do right. what did i say but there's obviously other things that i bigger yes. picture things well, that not I about you. you know yeah. and the other the other one love too is so much of it's over the phone that yeah. I think that makes it harder for everybody when you're having all these fairly substantial personal conversations and, you know, life moments or, or however you want to call them, and everything's done purely over the phone. That I think it makes the shock of everything a bit tougher. You know, you don't have as much warm up to it. So, you know, just one of those things that kind of worked itself out. And then we got engaged that year when I yeah. was out for my winter break. Uh, that's what I was going to say. So mm-hmm. so once you did get the ring, yes. and I was at that point, I, I basically said, don't tell me anything else. Oh, no. I Like, just until right. you, pro- like, I'm, I want to be left S- out. Some surprise. I want, like, a little bit of mystery. Yeah. So how did you figure out how you were going to propose to me? I would say I read every wedding book possible. No, I, was, I made that part <laughs> up. Uh, no, I... I mean, I was there for Christmas, so I thought, well, let's kind of do something tied in with like Christmas and Christmas morning. So I think I just did it as we were opening presents. I didn't like attach it to the cat or something that would be a disaster in the making. It wasn't anything too <laughs> uh, too wild and crazy like that. But um, yeah, I think it was one of those things I just ran back and got it and then did you save it for like the last present or maybe it was the last it, gift. that would make You're sense like, i have one more gift I'm like here's some socks um i've I got want... one more gift or yeah. like wink i tried to fit it in between the the tube socks and a garfield <laughs> coffee mug uh, just to make sure it really set the mood so um so you do you remember what you said to me i do not exactly remember i don't either <laughs> i was i well, if you don't remember that, I remember it being about thirty minute. Uh, <laughs> one of the great pieces of poetry and, and, and art anyone's ever put together for words. Sure. But if you don't remember, you can't disprove that. But I'm pretty sure it was. She was yeah. just full of emotion. Yeah. There was just tears everywhere. I, I remember, remember the angels wept and cried, and and uh, the the heavens opened up. I remember a lot of that. So the the ring that that you your grandmother's ring she yes. had passed away before I even came into the picture. Yes. Yes. So I had never met her. And I did not. The two are presumably not linked. But, I did uh, not. No, I'm not a ghost of your grandma. No, I was going to say I don't. It. I at this point, the evidence that you were involved in the in the passing of grandma, the, the evidence is quite thin. Um, oh unresolved, but that's not where I was going. I know. We so just went there. Okay, I let's put it back. I never, I heard stories it was about her. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I heard yeah. stories about her and yes. like your relationship with her and everything like that. Yeah. And she sounded like a cool lady. Oh, Mammy was the best. Yeah, Mammy sounded great. So, but I had never seen pictures of her. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she was your mother's mother, but it just didn't occur to me. I am, I am, you know, 5'10". I'm like a, I'm a larger lady. I'm not like, you know, I'm just like. You're very tall. Yeah, but tall, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I have like hands that fit the size of my body. Like I'm a bigger person. That's a, that's a point we'll get into later. <laughs> that's what I'm going to. Yeah. So um, your mother is very she's smaller yes and it didn't even occur to me that of course her mother would be too so when you took this ring and you popped it open and i said yes 
and then you attempted to put it on my hand. How did that go? It went badly, I'll be honest with you. It went badly. <laughs> no, listeners to this pod probably don't know that the... My, my wife has the, the hands and the knuckles of a Polish cage fighter. It's not true. They, That's so not she's true. She's like a, a dock worker from the Soviet <laughs> Union. I mean, it, it is just... Can you palm a basketball? Oh my. No. I can, they're not no. that big. You know, no. it's not so much huge hands. It's the no, fact that they're... knuckles. All the knuckles are all busted apart from apparently like bar fights no, or... No, it was when I played... Punching cattle No, I played a lot of basketball and volleyball, again, due to my height, when I was younger... And I jammed a lot of my knuckles a lot. And it ends up sometimes you get kind of like fatter knuckles. So I have like kind of, I don't think my, I'm not looking at my hands. I don't think I have like, I don't have like skinny, long, like fancy looking, elegant hands. No, I would not describe But they're kind such. of the little, the knuckles are kind of fat. You guys so, are crazy. So in they're order to fine. get rings over. Anyway, anyway, so I do have kind of bigger knuckles. But mm-hmm. this ring that you gave me yes. was so impossibly, stupidly small. It was slightly bigger than a pencil it to get it literally there, wouldn't yeah. go over the first knuckle of my pinky my grandmother had fairly small hands yeah. that's tiny so as tristan is trying to navigate it over the ring finger and that's not working and i'm like oh whatever put it on my pinky finger and then that's clearly not working either do you remember what you said to me mere I, moments after proposing i i don't while remember still on one knee i don't remember his exact words but i do you recall you the called term me fat, fat hands, hands McGee? McGee. <laughs> I remember Fat Hands McGee coming out on the table. And to this day, I don't entirely regret that. Uh, I think it's stuck. I think it fits. Uh, unlike the ring, it fit. Uh, <laughs> but um, So because of that, yeah. wow. We, we so <laughs> poetic. Don't come on here hand shaming on here. You're hand shaming me. <laughs> So because of that, we didn't really tell many people that we got engaged because you wanted to send like a picture or what does the ring look like? And like, I couldn't, we had to get the ring sized. Right. Right. Yes. So we, I ended up just kind of putting it back in the box and was like, I'm engaged. (laughs) But it wasn't like, I was like, again, I'm not a big jewelry person. It doesn't matter. But we did immediately just, and now at this point we're worried about losing it. So now we're immediately putting back in the box and like tucking it away so that we don't lose it. Well, I remember too in the resizing, not to turn this into, you know, jewelry talk with, with Pam and Brooke, but um, there was like an issue because the, when you're resizing the ring, in essence, just sort of thins it out you sort of stretch it out yeah you warm Mm -hmm. up the metal and then you you stretch it out so maybe it becomes a little bit thinner right and so i think the concern was they had to stretch it out so far that they had to add more they had to put it on a new band it was like yeah it was either like they're like we could do this but it's gonna be like hair thin because of because it was the size of like a doll's ring and it was going on to my big fat (laughs) kickboxer knuckles over here But uh, yeah, they they got that sorted out. I remember the place that did it. Oh God! It was an odd place. Was it, it was, still is it still open? No, we I think look. they I think they closed down. So we you know we live in Los Angeles, and we were at the time living kind of near Burbank, which is a suburb mm-hmm. of Los Angeles. Lovely place. And we looked up and saw that there was this jewelry store. It was like a mom and pop jewelry store on this little strip on San Fernando Boulevard. And we thought, oh great, we'll bring it there. Yeah, right in the little downtown part. In and Burbank. we walked mm-hmm. into this like tiny jewelry store, and we're talking to this guy. 
And he was really nice about it. And the fact yeah. that we were trying our desperately to get the ring. Cause you know, Christmas day, obviously the store is closed. Sure. And the next day was the day after, which is like a crazy shopping. I think day. we, I think we, we get an appraisal for it too. Yeah. Just the idea of like, this is the most expensive thing in this house other than that Ikea Billy bookshelf. <laughs> and if we lose it, this is a serious problem. So yeah. let's maybe like, Insure this immediately. Insure me. Yeah. I don't but, even know if we insured it because we were like so damn broke on the insurance. But but like, so we go in helpful. there and I will say the positive of this guy is that usually this is a process that they would take them about a week or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because there was the time limit of when Tristan proposed to me to when he leaves and goes back to law school right. and we want to take a picture of me wearing the ring with, with him. him. Yes. And it literally was down to the wire to get that picture because the guy was like, oh, it's uh, maybe a week, maybe a week, seven days, eight days, 10 days. And I'm like looking at him like sad girl. Two? And I was like, can I have it in two? And he's like, what? And I was like, and then I tried to explain my sad story. He's like, we just got engaged and he's moving back to New York. And he's like, oh yeah, you know what? Let's just do this. I, I, I'm sure he was listening to this thinking like, why won't she just say she's not out? Like, this is so much more <laughs> Like, you know, hey. She's already got her, her hands are already swelling. Clearly. Right, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the other thing with that guy. His, oh, no. His yeah, this big is the best push, part. He really was going to the mat with this thing. Yeah. He wanted to have Burbank's public smoking laws rolled back. Yeah. This guy was... What? He really wanted everyone to be able to smoke anywhere and oh, you everywhere. Want to smoke, like, everywhere throughout the jewelry store. On the street, store. in the stores, in the schools. <laughs> you know, it, he is what really pissed off. What does this have to do with about. Ring? Oh, it's nothing. Guy. It's so nonsensical. It no, but, like but going, he yeah. had all of these articles and like news clippings up about this and like petitions to sign like all throughout this. And you felt thing. safe leaving your ring there. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, the Pam, place I had been a business. Two days. The you place had been go. a business for like 40 years. I mean, <laughs> I think good it was, reviews on Yelp. It was right, more just right. like his one quirky thing that you really wouldn't guess until like you walk in because it's sort of like had the veneer of a political point, although it's just sort of misguided political lunacy. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It's like bringing back like steam engines and horse and carriage. Like, what the hell are you? This is we a... got to reopen that typewriter factory. Bro, this is a bad hill. To, this is a bad hill to die on, you know? Yeah, it really was. Dying of and he emphysema. probably did. Yeah. So did <laughs> he you make did. it? Did he you did. get the ring back yeah, in time? Yeah, it worked out really good. Worked out great. We got the ring back in time. All and good. at that point, we had told like, you know, close family and friends what was going on. But like mm-hmm. the mass email that went out of like the picture with the ring, I remember... Um, it's, it, took, it took a billion pictures trying to get the right angle and everything. I'm terrible at selfies. But, um, and then the picture we had, and then I remember the subject line of the email. I wrote, look who bought the cow. I remember that. I'm classy. Yep. <laughs> classy, classy lady. But yeah, so then, um, then, we got, then we got married. So that happened. Um, I don't know with the, the fact of how long we took to talk about the proposal. I feel like we can, we, let's be honest. I'm going to continue talking about my wedding. Yeah. I w- want you will probably return as a guest if we stay in contact. Well, d- I mean, maybe we'll exchange Depends emails. I could just come in the other the room next time you guys are doing this. Just start just loudly talking <laughs> about stuff. Well, normally, you know, I was saying I was getting, starting to kind of getting the like when you would getting to like when you would have these podcasts because you know as soon as i'll hang out and watch pam's kids and normally we'd go to go to the movies go get some ice cream go play in the pool i mean it's great i was really kind of getting to like it so <laughs> they it love like, it too yeah it's like all right so <laughs> it's gonna be pool time or we're going to get some ice cream we're like why not both like, yeah, good answer I love the idea of like while we're recording this you're out there like living your best life like God, ice cream time. in a pool <laughs> <laughs> with kids you get to give back 
That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so uh, now that we've gone through that part of it, we're going to move into the second half of the show. All right. Where we uh, have uh, our listeners have given us stories and uh, also advice that they want. Um, are you ready to give a lot of opinions and give I out some questionable advice? I am so ready. Okay. Um, the first one is going to be read by Pamela. Correct. It is. Pammy Panda in the house. Oh, it's a long one. It's a long one, and it's settle a, in. It's an advice. Ooh, okay. So Tristan, put your put your listening ears on. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Here we go. Dear wedding confessionals, I'm getting married in less than six months, so I have like no time for BS. Everything has been running so smoothly with planning, except my wedding party. There's been so much drama with my bridesmaids, which is generally initiated by one bridesmaid in particular. This one, who is one of my oldest friends, is being a fucking bitch to me, my maid of honor, and my mom. And the other bridesmaids see it too. A few months ago, she started a fight with my maid of honor over email about something so petty. She thought she was left off of messages when she clearly was CC'd on everything. Of course, I got wind of it because my maid of honor broke down crying over how nasty the emails were. Confession, I read them, and they're pretty horrific. My mom, who has known this girl for 20 years, got all mother of the bride on her and told her to cut the crap. When I confronted her about how she should try to get along with everyone, she refused to take responsibility for her actions, claiming she did nothing wrong and even put the blame on my mom for getting involved and yelling at her. So since then, I've sent her messages about getting wedding stuff done and hanging out just the two of us to make her feel special, and she cannot be bothered to respond to any of my messages. I know she's alive because she posts dumb things on Facebook. <laughs> I'm sure that she, if she ever does respond to me, it's going to be some nasty BS and I'm over her drama. Can I get her to drop out without coming off as a crazy person from No Time for Crazy? No time for crazy. Tristan. Wow. God, that is a lot of goddamn crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan, what is your, I want to, I want to get a dude's perspective. Yeah. Also keep in mind audience uh, listening that my husband kind of thinks like a robot. Emotions are not the first number one important thing. He's a logical thinker. So I'm that interested, is true. That I'm is interested true. to see how he answers this. Well, and the other part of that too is in my other life of being a, a wedding podcast star, I, I, I'm an attorney, and so we deal with a lot of these fights and a lot of these pissing contests over very little substance, but there's a lot of chest pounding and a lot of, you know, you're stepping on me, and so I'm going to kick sand back. I mean, my first thing is she needs to come to terms with the fact that she's this bridesmaid is clearly a goddamn lunatic. and <laughs> That's you your professional opinion? My professional opinion <laughs> is that she is trouble from start. To finish and she's not gonna the chances that she really gets her shit together are less than 20 percent. so she's got to be ready to pull the plug at any point moving forward so you're saying the bridesmaid needs to cut her off not the other the way bride. around because the i'm oh, sorry the bride because the way she's written it she's I'm like sorry. how do i get the bridesmaid to drop out right i'm saying the bride but you're saying the bride i'm saying the bride needs to come to terms with the idea of like i might need to fire her ass got now it. yeah and that's you just sort of know that that's got to be on the menu i think this is well warranting a sit down lunch meeting 
to talk it through and do it face to face. Every time you try to do this stuff over email and over Facebook and all these kind of indirect. But this girl's not responding to her. Call she's her ass trying up to say, like, let's she's just have trying. Lunch. She's saying that she's trying. I'm with you. I think that this bride needs to just cut her off. She, I'm, I get it that she's an old friend, and I feel that there might be some jealousy yeah. going on here and why she's acting like a lunatic. There's or, some reason why this is coming up. Yes. And if if she's an old friend, you, you know this girl. You know her. And so for somebody to turn on the crazy like this, there's, there's something there's else. Something there's a else lot of jealousy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sit down. But, I mean, I would have a come to Jesus and be like, listen, you need to get your shit together or you can't be a part of this. Yeah, I um I definitely agree with all three of you that there's only two of us. All three. I mean, we all have. <laughs> well, there's Ruth. Mm-hmm. True. And she's you, notably silent on the issue. She's hmm. dead asleep. Like, um, I think this might be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, sorry. Uh, all three of us have the same idea of it needs to be an in-person conversation. I think the first part of that conversation, the bride should just have the bridesmaid. From her point of view, uninterrupted, tell her side. Just really let her get it out, figure out where things went wrong and what things like led down this weird road mm-hmm. and figure out if there was a miscommunication, even if there wasn't or whatever. After that, though, it's going to have to be the bride telling her everyone on my side that you're, you know, that you're taking, you know, to, to everything is aggressive. My other bridesmaids, my mom, Maybe these are honor, people yeah. that are good people. They're coming from a good place. Like stop taking the, the perspective that we are trying to attack you or leave you out or be nasty when that's not the case. If after all of that, she can't really see it and can't really get on board, then I do think you should probably sooner rather than later cut the cord on the bridesmaid. Maybe not the friendship, but I don't know how you do this and it not affect your friendship. It's going to. Right? Yeah. I I think, you know, as you have that meeting, you need to leave a lot of doors open for her. Yeah. It'll be, that would be taken well. Kind of the idea of, you know, as you said, what's going on? You know, yeah, there's got to be something start, bigger. Start mm-hmm. the conversation with a question of, you know, is there something going on that you're not comfortable with with what's happening between the other people? You know, and the other element is try to the extent possible, see if we can just take a clean break, you know, and not not from cutting her out, but just to say, you know, whatever's happened, I don't want to relitigate that. I don't need to go back and say who's right and who's wrong. It doesn't matter. But from this point forward how can we make this relationship work with everybody else? And maybe we can't. And if we can't, that's okay. You know, we'll make, we'll decide what we have to, but I don't want to worry looking backwards and say, well, she was right and she was wrong. And, you know, cause that forget that, that never going to, you're never going to come to a agreement on that. Nobody's ever going to say, yeah, I was a lunatic and a bitch, but now I'm better. I mean, it's just to say, whatever the disagreements were, move on. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that ain't going to happen. So, I don't know. I mean, I would say put a little bit of autonomy back in her to decide if she wants to start clean and move forward or if she wants to. And I think it's also on the bride to really kind of motivate the other people in the group. If that is the case, that they also have to be like, come in with a clean slate. Yeah, we're done. Everything that happened is is, it's in the past. Yeah. Let's let's just 
hug it out and move forward. Or not. And if she can't, but then she can't, you gotta dump you gotta her. You gotta her go. move on because you don't there's want. No, then there's something else. Yeah, you either patch things up and you yeah. move forward, yep. or you you have to remove her from the group because yeah. then then you're really just torturing everybody. And also, she's not even responding. And that's what I wonder. I wonder if she's not responding because the messages she's sending, they're like, "Hey, let's hang out," and like trying to make it like funsies, where it's like the girl is clearly hurt, and it's like maybe you need to be more direct and literally call her. And even if she doesn't pick up, leave a voicemail with your voice that says, Hey, I'm really concerned about where things are going. Let's you and I one-on-one talk, like make it as serious as this girl is maybe already. It definitely should be a phone call or an in-person meeting. This email messaging stuff. It's just, it's right. Oh, I think the actual big talk should be in person, but in order to contact her, if she's not, I think a a phone call. And then if she doesn't pick up an actual voicemail, not a text that is like your earnest and, cannot be miscommunicated voice of like, Hey, I'm really worried about, you know, you and us. And I want to, you know, like, let's talk. What's going on. Come from a place yeah. of concern and not like defensive right away. And I know that's hard because she's coming at your mom and your and other Aaron. friends. And that's like, and also you have so much other bullshit going on. You don't need this, but unfortunately it sounds like you're friends with somebody who maybe has a little bit of a drama rama streak in her. And if you can try to manage it a little bit and maybe she can come around and kind of put her tail between her legs and come back to the group and help you out and be like, you know, the whole point of you being a bridesmaid isn't just the matching dress. The point is to support the bride because there's so much stuff going on that you really need help. So it's like, if you're not in this to help me, then may, you know, I I think going back to one of the points before one of the issues that might come up is she might've kind of gotten on the wrong side of one of them early in the situation and then to a lot a lot of times obviously people to avoid kind of owning an early fuck up will just double down harder and harder <laughs> and harder and you know by kind of giving her that out to say like hey whatever happened we're we're, we're moving on you know, that might be part of the issue is she somehow did something, got into a fight. Now it's like, now I got to back it up. And if I don't know these other people involved very well, there may be a little bit of a reluctance to, you know, fall on a sword and own it. If it's like, hey, I don't know these people well enough that I can kind of walk in with my tail between my legs and say, I'm sorry. You know, they're all going to think less of me. It's like, oh, Christ. I mean, they, you're kind of maxing out how little they can think of you as it stands. But yeah, I don't know. It's... I think going in it from that perspective is just almost the only way you can fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel like in general, when you have bridal parties that are a little bit bigger, you know, it's not just your sister and your best friend where you kind of widen the net and there's cousins and there's your high school friend and your college friend and the girl you work with now that's your best friend. And it's all these people that usually don't hang out together. No, worlds and they, colliding. And they might mesh and they might not. Yeah. But it is kind of on the other bridesmaids that even if you just don't mess, you do just kind of suck it up a little bit. You go, yes. You know? It's not for the rest of your life. No. You deal with this. Six months, it sounds like. Six months. Yeah. Well, and it's taxing to be that fucking unpleasant. <laughs> it's hard. Like, to sort of, like, gin up the amount of hostility that you're going to spend. Like, I'm going to show those bitches and write the worst goddamn email they ever saw. And they're like, there's a lot of effort. Yeah. Just saying, like, sounds good. Click, send, done. Yeah. You know, that's... Write it God. and then don't send it. Ugh. If you yeah. really feel that way. Yeah. But I, I could see that this is 
probably what the, the what's happening. You know what you should do is friends that don't yeah. really know each other. Yeah. And yeah, well, sometimes they with mesh. A bride, yeah, you have, you know, different aspects of your life and, you know, different memories and different inside jokes with everybody. And yeah. it is hard sometimes for everybody to get along. Yeah. So she almost just set up like a, have the bridesmaid, bridesmaid set up like a, a separate, like this is my lunatic email account. And it just sends emails back to myself that when I want to work out some anger, I'll just write angry emails in a loop back to me. Yeah. And then I can just keep sending it so that I just work myself in a circle until I get myself exhausted. It's like my anger treadmill. And just keep doing it. I'm like, all right, now that I got that out of my system, I'm done. And nobody else is hurt. So you're saying, so rather than write the bitchy email to everyone back, you just write it to a, a ghost yourself. account Th- that forwards back to yourself so the so. basically is like get it all out <laughs> yeah and then don't really send that to anybody yeah there I mean, is now a paper of... trail though yeah but it's only your own account yeah i just made this up but i kind of like it the anger treadmill i like that the anger treadmill can we market that yeah Yes. Right. So. Wedding confessionals anger I'm, treadmill. I'm already kind of angry when I go to the treadmill so you know <laughs> it, it easy, easily lends itself oh my god you're ridiculous okay so who's next me uh, Brooke is next okay. with another advice. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, you have so many questions today. It's okay. I have plenty of opinions, so this works out well. <laughs> Dear Wedding Confessionals, this girl I barely know is marrying an ass at. Somehow my boyfriend and I have been invited. But here's the real dilemma. They gave out their wedding invites 16 months before the wedding. Wait, that's not even the worst part. The RSVP date is a year before the wedding. Just now, a month before the RSVP date, you know, 13 months before the actual wedding, I got a text from the bride reminding me to respond to the invite. The weird text also said that if we got our RSVP response in before the date, we will be entered into a raffle to win a prize at the reception. (laughs) There's absolutely no need for this early of an invite or RSVP. The wedding isn't in some foreign country or any odd travel concerns. She's just being a pain in the ass. On top of this, my boyfriend, who knows these people a lot better than I do, got wind that there will be a magician and maybe a Michael Jackson impersonator at the reception. So after knowing all of this, here's my question. How do I get out of this wedding that's over a year away? I 1000% do not want to go. Help from can i rsvp i'll be sick on that day oh my first of all she has to go yes <laughs> go we for us go for us go for i us. need to know is this a I carnival i will be your plus run where are you i will find you is this a it, carnival it, wait, or see, a wedding this might yeah i don't know if this is a wedding it might be like an invite to like a, a car dealership opening i'm not sure if there's <laughs> a raffle magic I'm sorry, Michael Jackson and a magician. There should be pony rides. Oh my God, ponies. Right. Well, I mean, and here's the thing is she's with her boyfriend. Who is to say, I mean, I hope their relationship is great, but a lot can happen in a year when it's just a boyfriend. It's not like your husband. Sure. Like, yeah, this is, this is great. I've never heard of anything like this. Have you heard of anything like something so long and so far in advance i do remember for our wedding because it was in the middle of nowhere and housing was so sparse that i had to kind of call people in advance of even like inviting them to be like because i couldn't invite too many people because yeah, like, they would know like, place to stay it was like six months right. so something. i was like the creeper that like hey before i even send an invite 
could you be able to make this date? It was really weird. Yeah. It was a very weird situation. But I was I went but into was traveling. it. But I also went into it saying, I know this is crazy, but here are the logistical details. Now here's my question. So you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think I I set it up so that if I had started with just the question, I would have looked fucking crazy. But because I was like, yo, there's these things. But this doesn't sound like there are any complications. I wonder if there are complications that maybe this girl doesn't know because she's not tight with these people. Yeah, there's that. Maybe. Or is that happening on a boat or something that you have? Like, something you have to, like, I don't know. There's, this is so weird. Like, there's some surprise they don't know about and, like, everyone's getting their own, like. I mean, do you know how long it takes to book a magician and Michael Jackson impersonator on the same night? Please I mean, Christ. I mean. Please don't be sick. You have to go. Don't you guys know know there's these, like, parties that you get invited to or something that the RSVP is so, like, the invite is so far in advance that there's no way you can be like, oh, I already have, like, you have to go. Yes. It's always things you don't want to go to. The things are, like, super duper advanced are always the things you're like, oh, no. Yeah, but isn't this bride, like, setting it up for people to just, like, say yes now because you're pressuring them and then a lot of people not show up? Right. I mean, that's the other thing is that the odds of you logistically getting the RSVPs back and then all of them being still accurate a year from now. Yes. That's tough. I kind of prefer like the ransom approach on it where you just send the RSVP or the notice like a week in advance and say, like, if you're not there, you are dead to me. And just really put the pressure. Be real. <laughs> he real was not harsh. in charge of our invites. <laughs> just really want to, you want to separate the wheat from the chaff in there, you know? Who's in it to win it and who's just there for show. But I do think, honestly, for real and the advice, I think she should go. Uh, this is this is the deal. Just respond and deal with it later. This is the deal. You have to RSVP yes. Because if do. you RSVP no, it's going to get crazy. As you lead up to it, if it really is just bonkers, 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 I still think you should go because I think it sounds like fucking fun. Yes. But, I mean, don't you just want to go to Go see for it? the crazy. Bring some popcorn and just yes, watch. Like just you, Free booze and food. Yeah, it's one afternoon. I mean, some, I mean again, unless there's no indication that like the wedding is in afghanistan or something you're like this is a real thing i gotta do it's like christ it's maybe they're blindfolding everybody and traveling them but then you missed that crazy adventure (sighs) exactly you should go go. you have to go i'm sorry that we're not helping you figure out how to get out of it okay real talk (laughs) if you wanted to get out of it this is what you do this isn't the advice i want you to take but this is the advice you say rsvp yes by the way, my suggestion is that your boyfriend does the RSVP and puts you as the plus one or is like rights for both of you because the last thing you want to do is start to get close with this woman or with this woman to get the impression that you're excited about her wedding and you want to help. Well, maybe she will get you close wanna... to her. Maybe she will get close. They'll be besties. I'm making a face. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so have your boyfriend be the one that kind of sends in the RSVP or responds. That way it's more like him and you're just kind of distant in the background. But then if you really needed to, just the day of, you're just like, oops, I'm sick. Like, if you had to. I don't want you to. But if you had to, that's what you would do. Right? Yes. You just pay hooky that day. But then you better, I don't know, man. That's just bad juju. I think think this is the greatest wedding to go to. Listen, if you want, Pam can go for you. I will. Pam and I will place your boyfriend and you. Yes. We're good gift givers. Yeah, yeah. I bring cash. Cash is king. Cash is king. I dance a lot. Love the dance floor. Yeah, I don't eat that much, so I won't be taking more than my portion. Mm, I usually make sure you up the booze, though. Um. Well, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm not picky about the booze. So whatever is provided, I just say thank you. I can you. definitely attest to that. <laughs> 
So um, good luck. And please, yes. please, please, as details come in, you have to send them to us because this sounds amazing. We want to hear more. And, the, and what is the raffle for? There's a raffle? <laughs> I know. What, what well, is being raffled off? The bride? Like what? I don't know. What is being what raffled? Would be raffled. What would you want to? Ra- and do you get a raffle ticket, or do you just like they just call a name because it's like it just from your invite? They just pick a gift and be like, "Oh, this looks good." <laughs> oh, blender. Raffle number, you know, like yes. Mm. What are they raffling off? <laughs> My God, they're raffling <laughs> off the gifts that literally just show up. That would be so great. And then you just get back the thing you gave them. food processor that i just wrapped for you great oh my god that was ridiculous that's ridiculous (laughs) that is that's a lot that's That's why i said this is a carnival yeah okay we have one more uh this last one is a confessional tristan do you want to uh tristan put on your speaking voice (laughs) do this one for us it would be an honor and a privilege (laughs) Dear Wedding Confessional, at my wedding, my mother-in-law somehow decided that our photographers were there for her personal use and had a full-on session right there at our wedding. She seriously commandeered one of the photographers to do a sit-down session for like three hours. (laughs) Luckily, we had two photographers, so we still got the pictures we wanted, but seriously, from We Should Have Hid the Booze. What kind of pictures were this if she was drunk? These like sexy boudoir grandma pictures? (laughs) I don't know. Like she's on some sort of like chaise? She may not be a grandma. Oh, I thought it was a grandma. Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Oh, I read grandma. Sorry. If she was doing that at this age, she's probably grandma. Well, mother-in-law. Okay. Um, What? I know. Three Three hours? hours And like just a photo session? The whole reception. Right? She missed the whole reception. This is amazing. I want to do this. (laughs) Like, how does that, I mean, as a photographer, I guess you can't stop. I mean, maybe she was the one paying the bill and she was just like, oh, that's hey. a really yeah, that good could be point. it. She's like empowered from it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll take, for, I'll pay for the photographers. And then she was like looking good that day. And she was like, I got to capture this. Exactly. <laughs> Forever. This is my peak. Let's go. Let's but this. it was like alone. It wasn't with other people. It's not like she's like dragged him. I mean, did she drag the photographer around to like take like take a photo of these people and like like direct them of what to take pictures of or just a pictures of her? Well, it says a sit down session. So I, I, I doesn't sound like she was just like pulling them around. It sounds like she's like, you come with me. We're yeah, there might have yeah. been some too, like other family members come in, but this this reeks of glamour shots moment. We're doing this up, <laughs> um, popping a collar. Yeah, sassy we're hat. really committing to this. Do you have any props, kind sir? I'm going to need a hat and a fake fence to, uh, <laughs> and behind. a feather boa. Ooh, definitely the feather boa. Mm. Did you guys ever do glamour shots? I did not. I didn't either. Tristan, this, well, like at the mall or something. Yeah, no. I don't know. <laughs> no, I remember like when I was That's a kid. Big. Was this a thing that like no. like boys growing up would do glamour <laughs> shots? I, re- I mean, maybe there's, there's always like a picture of like a boy in the in the you know in the window. I don't know. Sometimes it was like a senior photo thing. This thing when I was when well, I, I mean, was the you glamour shot. I mean, listen, senior photo. I lived in Georgia. Things are weird. Um, I remember when I was a kid. So when glamour shots first came to our mall, I was like what is this majestic place yes i'm like <laughs> filters galore i'm like 
10 or 11 years old. <laughs> so then I decide that I was getting braces on and I was like, mom, when my braces come off, I want to get glamour shots because I'm 11. And I'm like, this sounds glamorous. Yes. It's like, wow. This is, I'm used to like Olin Mills. I'm just standing sweaty next to my brother and it's like awkward. Somebody's <laughs> holding a, a bear or something. Oh, yeah. They did this one thing once the Olin Mills where they made my brother and I stand like next to each other, but put our hands on this pillar I mean, as if we're like yes. getting married and the picture's so good because we're like doing what the instructor like the the photographer said but the looks on our faces are like this is so fucked up like both <laughs> are just like what is this what are we my doing my brother is like 10 and i'm five we're both like not comfortable here <laughs> anyway but the glamour shots was so i begged my mom i was like i get my braces off i want to get glamour shots so at the time we thought my teeth were not that bad and it would be like two two and a half years but it turned out that I had to have them on until high school. So it was like a sophomore in high school, I think, when they finally came off. Was it like eight years? It was like a really long time. You're like a fucking narwhal or I something? I got to be honest with you. This? My first orthodontist was kind of... Well, first of all, I had really fucked up teeth. And then also my first <laughs> orthodontist, I think, was like a total scammer. Because I ended up... My parents ended up taking me to another orthodontist to finish it out. Which oh. I think... I think that per- the woman personally took too long to like stretch out the money. It's all scandal. But anyway, so the braces finally came off. I didn't remember as an 11-year-old telling my mother this shit. But Christmas morning, and I open up this package. And it's this like expensive gift certificate to fucking glamour shots. Nice. <gasps> Fifteen, six years old, I'd be like, I am not doing this. Like, what? This is not happening, mother. Like, your I, sweet mom. Because I went remembered. from like, I went from like that little girl age of like this would be magical to like that teenager like this would be mortifying. <laughs> like, this is never. And I wasn't, I wasn't old enough that I would have been like, this would be hilarious. Right. Like, that was that like perfect two year period where I took myself a little too seriously. So I was like, this is not happening. So I ended up, the good thing is that the money didn't go to waste. My mother ended up using it um, as like a raffle prize at some like charity thing later. So, but Perfect. yeah, but like glamorous. So that shots. someone else could, could do that, could give that could gift that, to their that bedazzled denim jacket. who was mortified by this. Do they, is it. it still a thing, glamour shots? No. Are you sure? I think it's kind of a thing. I think it maybe it morphed is into it? the idea of like you wrap your kid in like cabbage leaves it's like a baby and they take a photo. Oh, the Ann, is that Ann Gettys? Yeah, I don't know, all that weird shit where Glamour they like, like this is my child. If it, my um, baby was a Thanksgiving turkey or something. It's definitely a thing because there's one near us. In, no way. Yeah, I there's, think there's one in the Burbank Mall. There's one in Chino Hills, California. Okay, no, it's still a thing. Wow. Guys, Glamour Shots. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. Okay, we'll let you. We'll update you guys on how expensive it is. And oh, it's only 50 bucks. Oh my God, are we going to do Glamour We're Shots? We're so doing it. <laughs> I'm definitely taking the dog in with me. She will be <laughs> oh wearing a God, yes, Ruth. any number of formal wear. Oh for my the God! Dog. I'm be... so excited about this new adventure. <laughs> We're all gonna go on to glamour shots because you know when I have a joke, I go in hard and I go in all the way. All the way. That means we're gonna end up at Chino Hills. Yes, <laughs> we are. Glamour shots. These um, will be posted at yeah. some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Tristan, that is uh, the end That's of it. the episode. You made it. Congrats. Yeah, I love the fact of the confessional. The answer to this, the grand, uh, the mother-in-law taking it is, she sounds crazy, but we're doing glamour shots. And she knows. <laughs> I'm glad that we really are taking these issues right head on. <laughs> Coming That's to good solutions. That's where we solutions. take confessionals. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, confessionals don't really need our help. We're just here to like laugh along with sure. them. <laughs> All oh right. My God. So um, the we 
uh, like to end every episode with bridal breaks, mm-hmm. um, as you probably know, because you're an avid listener. Yes. Because I force you to. No, it's true. Um, no, I think you actually, I don't even tell you, you just listen. No, I just have it automatically Our target download. demo between Clay and you are mm-hmm. um, yes, bearded, men. bearded dudes yes. in their 30s. Yep. Sure. Target um, audience. Target audience. So, um, but uh, bridal breaks are just fun things that brides and anyone helping with weddings can do to kind of step away from all the chaos and stress and enjoy your life for a minute so that when you come back to all of your wedding uh, responsibilities, you're a little less grumpy. So um, who wants to go first? Pammy? Sure. What what you got for me, girl? So, uh, of course, it's boozy because that's what I do. Yeah. Um, and this is this is a drink that was made up. It's uh, I call the adult slushy. Grown up. Sl- I know you said Scott's slushy. Scott's slushy. That's brother. my brother. Scotty slushy. Scotty slushy. Yes, he uh, he created this. Uh, drink and it's really great because it makes a lot so it's good for parties and it's good for the summer because it's cold and it you know it's it's refreshing to drink slash eat um on a hot day and it is it's an interesting mixture uh with a vodka seven up little squirt um and some limeade and you put it all together freeze it and uh it's a really yummy slushy so do you buy like the the limeade in the big bottle or do you get the frozen minute made i get the three cans of limeade yeah and in the, the freezer yeah the freezer mm-hmm. section so mm-hmm. freezer section three of the limes and then yep. vodka and squirt is a soda it's a soda <laughs> God, so, you're, yeah, so, like, you're so goddamn bougie. Really no, I don't, think, I don't soda. think squirt's a thing where I'm from. We have it's Fresca. Not. Fresca's our grapefruit soda. Oh, oh, there you go. I don't think so. I grew I didn't grow up on squirt. Hey, you know what? Maybe the listeners like me don't know what squirt is, and I'm trying to help out. It does sound like creepier, like a little squirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard a face like, what squirt? <laughs> yes, it's a... It's a bottle of squirt? squirt? What is this? Is this squirt. a white wine I'm not familiar with? <laughs> It sounds like a spritzer, only more for the help. <laughs> How dare you? Oh my gosh. So yeah, boozy break. I've had it and it's very good. But we can't have it on the podcast while we while we record it's because too it's noisy. so loud. Because you have yeah. a spoon, you're slurping. It's really it's it's delight. Yeah, I like it. Thumbs up. I like that one. Scotty slushy. Tristan, do you have a suggestion for us as a bridal break? Yes. I greatly enjoy uh, a show on DIY channel called First time flippers. And the reason is that it gives a better look at how f- construction in your home done by amateurs actually happens. And I, I think we take a particular joy because when we first bought it, bought the house a few years ago, started doing a lot of projects ourselves. And anybody who's ever done any kind of home improvement project themselves, it's inevitable that it is a giant clusterfuck from almost start to finish. <laughs> Even if professionals are doing it, like, it's a mess. It's a yes. disaster. It's more expensive. And Things get screwed up all the time. And then all these renovation shows you see always have kind of a glossy look on everything. And everything gets done for like, I don't know, like $5,000 for an entire home renovation. And you're like, I don't think that's how much that costs as I write more checks out the door. <laughs> but watching these people fail miserably does... It's not, this, it's not so much you're rooting against them. It's more a matter of you appreciate the fact of like actually seeing how this stuff happens. You're like, yeah, they are shouting at each other and calling each other bad names. Uh, because somebody won't hold the the drill straight, or the other one won't, uh, you know, stop losing the damn tape measure. 
And that is just how life works. That is reality. <laughs> well, I think also that's kind of fun because with weddings and everything, it is people planning stuff and having vision of how it's going to be. And it ends up being more complicated and different than they imagined. So it and is kind of together in two different yeah, opinions. Way to pull it back and... around, ladies. Way to pull that no, back I just around do here. think that like it would, it's kind of like, I'm sure a, a little bit almost therapeutic for someone to watch that, to be like, okay, I'm not alone. Like people yes. bicker and like things aren't perfect. And I will. Yeah. I mean, the closest we have ever been to getting immediately divorced was putting up two ceiling fans. That and almost destroyed our marriage. It's just like, it's so hot in this goddamn house. Cause you have to turn the power off. Yeah. Just, you're only doing it because it's hot in the house because it's summertime and you can't turn on the lights because you electrify yourself if you do, which is right. electrocute Don't yourself. Do that. that's, that's a downside. Um, but yeah, but you have to like... use your hands have to be up in the air the whole time. So, you're, so your shoulders start to hurt. <laughs> yep. And whoever is holding is just like, why aren't you going faster? And the person working is like, why aren't you holding it more like, still? Because you're wiggling it frantically. You know, so you end up this really sweaty and mad. Oh, it just escalates. You know, yeah. Why don't you get it done? Why don't you stop wiggling it fast, wiggling it uh, as much as you are? Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you were doing your job right, we wouldn't have this problem. F you, F you, I quit. And then, you know, eventually in 10 minutes, everything winds down. But, uh... Also, the nervous of like yeah. nervous uh, thoughts in the back of your mind the whole time of putting up a ceiling fan are am I doing this right? Am I going to burn my house down? Was this a bad idea? Because it's electrical. Right. Pam's going to be like, I'm crazy. The you know, three options on this are you will either electrocute yourself at the moment. That's not much fun. You will burn the house down because of your faulty wiring. Or you will install it improperly, causing it to fall, and you will be impaled by a ceiling fan. <laughs> Neither of these three avenues are particularly what you're shooting for. But You they want all the fourth seem... one, which is success. Yeah. The first three seem to be almost guaranteed, but uh, generally speaking, you get the fourth, which is good. So oh I do God. like that show. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Good times. Um, <laughs> my, my bridal break is um, a uh, comedy. What's well, comedy special? It's, it's what it is. It's a show that was on Broadway that's called Oh Hello. It stars Nick Kroll and John Mulaney, who are both uh, comedy actors and stand-up, stand-up comedians. And um, it was originally this, I think like these characters they created on Comedy Bang Bang is just like a sketch. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly became into a stage show that I think was like at UCB or somewhere like small. And then they ended up really being successful enough with it that they took it to Broadway. So what they ended up doing was filming one night of it on Broadway. And that, that night is available on Netflix. So it's like watching a Broadway show, which is cool. I love that. Yeah. And it's not really that long. So it's like, I was, I, I was watching it during the flight we took for our vacation a couple weeks back, but um, I think it was maybe like an hour and a half or so, but it's just like, it's, completely silly and absurdist but i think that they're really funny and um also it's kind of like you know not everybody gets to go to broadway shows so it's like a fun way to see theater in your home and it's 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 beautifully shot and it looks really cool and anyway that's my bridal break oh hello oh hello oh hello (laughs) i don't have anything to add i remember watching you I'm oh yeah, you looking, sat next to yeah, me. Yeah, I remember looking over and you're laughing hysterically at this damn thing, and I'm like <laughs> sitting there like reading the paper. I'm I'm an angry uh, person on a plane. I, I admit true. That. Oh I, dear. I, I, you know, it's like I don't want to be there. I'm just sitting here cramped. Let me do my <laughs> damn puzzle. Yeah, he just alone. does a crossword puzzle and sleeps. Whereas I bring like 
a book, a magazine. I have a couple things to watch on the iPad. I'm playing Sudoku on my phone. Like I use it as like maximum entertainment. Like she time. brings yes. two weeks of recreation for a three-hour <laughs> flight. True. And like, what, what do you anticipate? Like, are we gonna crash on a deserted island? And like, while the rescue boats are coming, I want to be entertained. Well, you know? this it really goes back to me as a child. Whenever we would go on road trips, you know, we lived a couple hours away from our grandparents in either direction, so we'd go to see family in the car for maybe two hours but as like a six or seven year old you know i get my half of the back seat my brother gets the other my brother will bring like a walkman and that's it i'm like four teddy bears three books crayons (laughs) wait for it a keyboard what no headphones (laughs) (laughs) your poor brother i just told my mother it's because i want to I want to practice. I guess I was taking piano. I was like, I need to p- piano practice. I can't miss a day. And she's like, that's true. But I would never really do my <laughs> lessons. I'd never remember to bring the piano books with me. So I just play all the different like switches. It was like, boing. And he changed what else. I was like, boing. And I just, could Drums. you imagine in the backseat, my poor brother with like this stuffed animal hitting him in the shoulder. <laughs> and I'm, boing, 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 boing. I don't know how we're still friends. You were like adults. 16 then too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, nothing's changed. It's a different version of that as an adult. Right. (laughs) Um, So uh, Tristan, thanks for being on, buddy. Thank you. It's been great. It's been great here. Um, Is there anything you want to promote before we wrap it up? Well, I have my own podcast that we do out of our... You do? I know. Yeah, it's called Worst to First. We talk about football and it comes to the fact that it's my team is uh, the Patriots who are always first because they're the best and all they do is win championships. And oh uh, the co-host on there is one of our, our good friends, Gene, uh, who is a sad, suffering Jets fan who is looking again at a terrible season. But we talk about those two teams primarily, but we also talk about everything else and mostly football and a little bit of basketball here and there. Yeah, it's fun. Who produces it that? Uh, it is my talented, beautiful wife. Yeah, and our friend Brooke. Pam. All three of us. And, and we're doing it well. done. So yeah, we basically we wanted to start a podcast, and Tristan said that sounds cool. I want to do one do too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there. These are the natural pairing as well. I we we have like a real Venn diagram. They're just like one circle of my target audience and yours. Yeah, uh, totally. Yes, on you know unsurpassed. It is totally. <laughs> If you listen to one, you will definitely not have any idea what the other's talking about. So, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Well, you never know. Um, okay. So, well, congrats on your Worst to First podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's doing well. Um, we they It's posted weekly, right? Pretty much. Okay. Um, we will make a link to that on our uh, show notes. Awesome. And yeah. um, speaking of uh, show notes and links, let's talk about ours, Pam. Yes, WeddingConfessionals.com. WeddingConfessionals.com. At WeddingConfessionals.com, you can get uh, links to all the other episodes that we have. Also, news articles we've done in the past. You also can get links to our Instagram, which is blowing up. We love Instagram. We love Instagram. We love all your likes. Um, Facebook. Facebook. And the Twitter. Twitter. And I think we might have a link to our Pinterest account, which we still comically been ignoring (laughs) (laughs) it's fine um and and also if you enjoyed this episode and want to get every new episode of wedding confessionals make sure to hit subscribe on itunes or any other uh player that you're using i should find out how they do the other ones anyway hit um subscribe on itunes and also uh give us a rating yeah yeah give us a rating we like five stars more than four 
So Much more than three. You don't even have to like them. Just give them the five stars anyways. Well, no, I went to be honest. Five stars good. You know, yeah, it's honesty fine. Honesty yeah. is interpretation, subject to interpretation, you know? <laughs> oh my God, you're ridiculous. So yeah, but um, all our info in general, weddingconfessionals.com. Also, please go there to send us your stories. We love getting your stories. We, we love putting them on the podcast and chatting about you with them. So anything that you guys want to share, uh, any sort of confessionals or any sort of advice you need, uh, let us know. Uh, you can send those to... If you go to weddingconfessionals.com, you can see all the different ways that you can send that uh, to us. Yep. Right? Was that a sentence? It was close enough. It works. Yeah. You ready to say goodbye, Tristan? Goodbye, everybody. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> see you guys next week. Bye. Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song and to Ramsey Malay and Brian Maylard for their technical support, which we desperately needed. Want to make sure you don't miss a single episode? Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. And make sure to give us a five-star rating, or I guess a four if you're being judgy like us. If you have a crazy story to tell or need some advice, you can reach us by going to our website, weddingconfessionals.com. Or you can email us at weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Or leave us a voice message at 434-933-2663. That's 434 434- Nine three three two six six three. And as always, we will never reveal the names in order to protect the innocent and the annoyed. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're looking for those links, you can find those and more at our website, which you haven't figured out by now is weddingconfessionals.com. See you guys next time. Bye.